the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Business and investing news. This is the Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Former Missouri Senator Jim Talent says he is optimistic the supplemental foreign aid bill will pass in the Senate despite its detractors. And I think eventually it will pass the House. Because I think it's in the interests of the United States to support those countries that are opposing our adversaries, whether it's Ukraine against Russia or Israel against Iran or Taiwan against China. Former Senator Jim Talent was interviewed this week by the Salem Radio Network. Work on reaching a compromise on that foreign aid bill continues this weekend on Capitol Hill. A former commander of the U.S. Southern Command, Admiral James Tabridis, says the Pentagon may need to ramp up military action against Iran if it's proxies continue to attack U.S. targets and international vessels in the Red Sea. Sabrides was interviewed this week by the Salem Radio Network. More of these stories at srnews.com. The new FedNow system is paving the way for the digital dollar. It grants the government unprecedented access to your financial transactions. This isn't just an invasion of privacy. It's a direct assault on your liberty and hard-earned money. It's another reason why I recommend physical gold IRAs from the Birch Gold Group. I'm Lance Wallnow. I'm a news analyst and a podcaster with nearly 25 million downloads to people just like you who cherish their financial independence. A Precious Metals IRA can help you avoid the scrutiny of Big Brother while also preserving your retirement savings through almost anything, including economic crashes, political instability, and even hyperinflation. To find out more, get your free info kit on gold IRAs by texting the word FAITH to 989898. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit and see how a gold IRA can help you. Text FAITH to 989898. And remember, there's no strings attached. Text FAITH to the number 989898 right now. And I pray you're blessed with continued prosperity. This is Dennis Prager. I am excited to announce the all-new PragerTopia Plus. You can listen to my show whenever it's convenient for you, all commercial-free and all on demand. Now with Prager Plus, search topics, guests, and segments all the way back to 2010. And now a truly exciting new benefit, my monthly online video get-together for PragerTopia Plus members only. This is where for an hour each month, PragerTopia Plus members get an exclusive chance to ask me anything. That's right, anything. It's on video. I'll be talking to you and answering your questions. We may even have a special guest every now and then. I've never done this. Submit your questions for me at PragerTopia.com. This is only available to PragerTopia Plus members. This is our chance to connect like never before. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. 
The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. The process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. If you're going to fix complicated problems, you have to learn how to fix simple problems first. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Good morning and welcome. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, Thank you for giving me a little time away uh, while I enjoyed some warmth down in Arizona. Nothing more disconcerting than to be sitting around a hot tub in Phoenix and looking at pictures of your friends playing golf in Minneapolis. Man, bad timing. Because I love when you get to play golf in January or February in Minnesota. That's 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 like that's like a gift, right? It's unexpected. It's delightful. You 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 can accept no matter what you do, whether you play well or poorly. You think to yourself, "Who cares? I hit that shot out of bounds. I'm playing golf in Minnesota in January. Yay!" Right? And if you do the same thing while you're you've you you've done if you do the same thing on a golf course in phoenix you think to yourself so how much did i pay to come here how much were the green fees just so i can sit here on the tee frustrated that i've just hooked my third ball of the morning out of bounds Hmm. um actually very little hooking or losing of golf balls happened except on one course which shall remain nameless but will i will never darken its uh i will never darken its starter shack again uh, that, is, that, that course is now off limits um, for a variety of reasons, not least of which I played badly, but but there were other reasons too. Um, and, and I don't like to speak Ill, Ill of golf courses uh, or beautiful golf. I, well, I like to praise good golf courses. I got to play one course I have not played in forever, and uh, I've, I, I say I'll never I'll never have played before. I've never played before, but. Uh, it was um, it was uh, just great fun. It, um, named after named after Arnold Palmer. If you play golf regularly down in that area, you will you will probably know who that what that is. Um, but um, it's it, it just just a fantastic course, fantastic time. It was the last day of my golf trip and played the best of that played the best of the trip. But there is. Um, there is one story that bears telling. If I normally go in around the MLK holiday, it's usually an easy time to get there. It usually rates down in playing golf in Phoenix in the first two weeks of January, the lowest of the year, except for the middle of the summer when no one wants to be outside after 8 a.m. Um, I So we usually go there, and it's usually pretty cold get you know what little rain that area gets um, happens more in January than elsewhere than other times so and this story is particularly going out to uh, my friend Don who's a frequent contributor to us at uh, pound KBRS on Twitter Um, this wonderful thing and I'm just going to tell the story because this is sort of like one of these 
this 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 is a fun golf story, but it also is a an entrepreneurship story. There's a golf course uh, next. There was a golf course that was an executive golf course, meaning it's, a, it's mostly par threes, a few par fours thrown in. So it's not a course that that pros would play. It's a it's a it was and it's built next to the the zoo in Tempe. Uh, it's on the flight path to uh, Sky Harbor Airport. Uh, it is it 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 looks it would driving up to it. You go how could how is there a golf course here, right? You drive up, and, and there it is. Apparently, it had been allowed to get to a state of disrepair. The people who had been, they, they ran out of money, went bankrupt. The place got bought out of, out of, out of, uh, out of uh, bankruptcy by a group of people that apparently are younger people. I don't think I saw a single person working in this place that was over age 30. They were enthusiastic. Hey, thank you for coming here. We're still doing some things to the course to make it better. Here's what we're doing and so forth. And and just their enthusiasm, particularly greeting uh, a group of men that were twice their age. And as I looked around, we were by far the oldest people at this course. Um, we go on. We go on. But here's the catch. We started playing at five in the evening. Because they had turned their course into a place where you could play at night. And so they, were, they lit up the entire course. They had the par, you couldn't play the, the, their, the few par fours, there's four or five of them. You couldn't play those at night. So what they did was they built a temporary tee box and had the lights arranged in such a way that they basically turned into into a course where they were all par threes. It was a very, it, it, it looked like fun. But here's the part that goes out to you, Don. We kept looking at the weather because we had been told, well, there might be a little bit of rain starting at 5 o'clock. And we kept looking at all, all of, you know, so you got nine, I think there were ten of us actually. You have ten guys walking around with their cell phones looking at the weather and all going like, hmm, hmm, looks like it might be okay. Well, I mean, we come all this way. Let's play. So we go out. And, and I, I, I started playing uh, the first couple of holes I played, I played badly. Um, the sky is starting to get a little darker. The lights come on and I'm thinking, these lights are cool. I kind of like this. Imagine playing 18 holes of golf under, under basically big street lamps and they were everywhere. The place was lit. The, the, the course was lit up. And so I'm like, yeah, who cares? I'm playing badly. I'm playing golf at night. So it's like that, that, that thing I was talking about in, in playing here in Minnesota in January. You don't care too much about everything else. It's just like, hey, I'm playing golf in January. So there it's like, hey, I'm playing golf at 6 in the evening. It's dark outside, but they got lights, and I can see my ball. I can find my ball. I can hit my ball. I can put the ball in the cup. This is fantastic. I love this. Right. So my attitude gets better. And as anyone knows, when you're doing anything, when, you're, when your attitude gets better, you, what you're doing, your ability to do that thing gets better. doesn't matter if it's cooking or golfing or or serving a customer as a as as a as wait staff at a restaurant. If your attitude gets better, you get better at it. 
So it's dark. It's 6 o'clock. It's dark, and I can't tell if it's the sky. The sky looks kind of dark and a little menacing. And so I'm beginning to play better, and here's the, here comes the funny part. Okay. There's, I, I, I start playing better. I, I make a par on a hole. I barely miss a birdie putt on, on, on another hole. So I finish the first nine. It's okay. And there's a little bit of rain dripping down. And there's a little bit of wind picking up. And people are like, well, we're going to keep playing, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm having a great time. Let's keep playing. Every hole from the ninth, from the 10th hole onward, I am playing in, playing in it's, the rain's coming down a little bit harder. The wind is blowing a little bit harder. And, and I'm like, wow, this, I'm, but I'm playing better. I, 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 I play, you know, I don't make any birdies on this side, but I can't stop making pars on these holes. So by the time I get to the 15th tee, the rain is now coming down pretty hard i carry a rain suit in my bag and so i've got the rain suit on and and the hat i thought i could try to wear won't stay on my head in the wind and you know so they're like oh we probably should go in huh oh well we got to go back to the clubhouse anyway so we might as well play this hole and see what's going on sure enough par that hole another guy with me does well on the hole we're like I don't know. Should we play another hole? Yeah. And it just continues every step of the way. And and it and as I approach the 18th tee, the rain is now coming coming horizontal right in my face. And the wind is blowing. It turned out we were told everyone's app said the wind would blow like 20 miles an hour, which for you non-golfers, that's pretty significant. We looked afterwards, the gusts were blowing over 40 miles an hour and at us. But I had parred the last three holes. And at that moment, I said, I'm the priest in Caddyshack. They said, what? I said, yeah, this is, this is the Caddyshack scene. If God wanted me not to play golf today, he would send me a sign. They said 40 miles an hour is straight and wind and horizontal rain is not your sign. It's like, hasn't stopped me yet. <laughs> so we finished, we finished the hole. I par the 18th hole too, putting up, putting up, uh, I think I scored, I think I had seven pars on the nine holes on the backside. It was, it was just, it was pretty remarkable. And it was, it was just one of those fantastic little rounds that you have i don't know if any of the guys around the trip some of them listen to the show here I, if they heard it six five one two eight nine four four seven seven i don't think any of the guys are who listen who are in that foursome listen to the show so i don't think they were there but the other guys they were all in the clubhouse already when we got back they're all like where have you been we we're playing golf what do you think we were doing do you realize how hard it's raining out there yes we were out there we saw it we lived it and and so anyway, it was it was one of those things. And it's just kind of, you know, you embrace the moment, you start to have a better time, and all of a sudden everything that seems really yucky, like straight horizontal rain, um, doesn't feel so bad. And it was just one of those great moments of learning 
learning how to uh, enjoy and embrace a moment. So that was that was just a lot of fun. And I thought I'd share that one story with you. Uh, and also the story of these folks who I will tell you, I, I really hope they make it. I really hope that, you know, because uh, I don't know that they have, I don't know that this plan's going to work for them, but they're all in. They've just built all the, they've put in all of these lights and have created something. And I will tell you, as we came off the course, there were people, it's now 715 I think, yeah, I think it was seven, maybe it's, I'd say it's, maybe it's closer to eight o'clock. In that rain, in that wind, four people, four, four young men in their, maybe they're 21, maybe they're 25, I don't know. But they're like, can we take your carts? I think they got a winner of a plan. I really do. Good luck for them. Hey, we'll get back to the economics here in just a moment, but, uh, but uh, the fact that, uh, a little story of entrepreneurship and a great time golfing uh, had to get in here. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. The Ramsey Show. You're not going to like my answer, Daryl. Oh, boy. Either your house sells or you cut bait. I never tell people to own two houses at once. One foot on the boat, one on the dock, the dock's leaving. Your butt's going to get wet. The Ramsey Show, live every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4. What's your legacy? When it's your turn to depart this earth, what will you leave behind? Whether it's a lot or a little, you certainly don't want to leave a mess. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike because they'll be discussing your legacy issues, the tough ones, the situations that cause problems with estate plans, and how to avoid them. So make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on The Biz 1440, or call them now with your questions at 855-231-6010. Hey, this is Matthew with The Kingdom Builders, where we specialize in asphalt shingle roofing. We started this journey almost 10 years ago with three guys, one pickup truck, and a vision, honoring the Lord Jesus in what we do and working heartily unto Him. Things have changed since then, like the brand of trucks we drive, how many rips we do in a year, and how many people work here. Some things don't change. We still strive to obey Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Here at the Kingdom Builders, we work every day to provide quality work at a fair price. If you've thought about replacement windows, adding gutters to your home, or think you might have storm damage, the Kingdom Builders is your local Minnesota-grown contractor. We're licensed, insured, and we're an approved contractor of LP SmartSide and Atlas Roofing Corporation. Look us up today at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Do you own a timeshare? Well, face the facts. You made a mistake. You made a bad purchase. A timeshare is not an investment. It's a money pit that continues forever. If you use your timeshare, that's great. But if you don't and you want to legally get out of your contract, call my friends right now at the Timeshare Exit Hotline. They're an experienced team of lawyers who help good people like you get out of a timeshare contract that they just don't want. Don't throw away your money on maintenance fees. Use it for things you really want. We can help you end your timeshare contract and stop the money drain immediately. If you're ready to move on with your timeshare, call our team right now. Cancel your timeshare now with a free call. 
That's 800-890-5957. Hi, everyone. This is Mary Carey from America's number one travel radio show, inviting you to join Robert and me and Rudy each Sunday as we cover the ever-evolving world of travel and explore the world together on RM World Travel. Tune in this Sunday evening at 7. The stars are out and shining, but all I really want to know, oh, won't you show me the way? Welcome back, King oh, Banyan Show. Oh, that's a high school memory, too. Uh, 651-289-4477, number to call with questions and comments. 651-289-4477. So I was going to start the show with, what did I miss? Uh, <laughs> what I missed was a lot. I missed the uh, Federal Reserve doing what we told you two weeks ago they would do, which was not change policy and try like heck to get people to believe that the, that the, uh, that the rate cuts that, that were foreseen to be coming in March were probably not coming. It actually took a little extra time. Um, but the flip from one month ago to today, a month ago, the expectation that they would hold rates constant in March was at 32.6%. After, after the, the employment report, which was a blowout, that's another thing I missed, um, although I, I got up extra early in uh, – I got up extra early and was watching the uh, – was watching uh, CNBC in a car as I was heading somewhere um, for breakfast. Um, uh, I wasn't driving, don't worry. Uh, I got up extra early so I could watch the number, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, will you look at the size of that number? Uh, and said, well, that should that should take care of it. So a week ago, uh, by, at, by the time the dust had settled, the probability of a rate cut, had gone to 80% and now at 84% uh, of a rate cut of no rate cut. I should say at the March meeting is now at 84%. There has been clearly an adjustment that's being, that's in the process of happening uh, as a result of, uh, as a result of the good economic news that happened uh, the week before this, this past week. Uh, there was pretty much no economic news this week, uh, which meant I knew I would have time to talk about what had happened before. But the the numbers have been kind of alarming in this one sense. And one of the things that I've been spending my time thinking about is is this question: If you dug into the into the jobs report. There were some. There was, you know, so the headline number was three point seven percent unemployment, um, three hundred three hundred plus thousand jobs added, almost double what the market expected. Boy, this economy just won't slow down, and that, of course, led, leads people to believe. Well, then the Fed doesn't have to cut. The Fed's not going to cut until it sees, and we'll, we'll play some. We'll play some Federal Reserve cuts here, uh, cut commentary here in a little bit. Um, but uh, but you but the data was pretty good was very good on the surface, but 
but dig in a little deeper. Here's the one number that I focused on as I'm sitting in the back of a car hurtling toward toward uh, a golf course. Um, the last Friday, a week ago Friday, was the number of weekly hours worked is the number that connects to GDP. Those of you who have listened to the King Banyan Show here on the Biz 1440 for some time know that one of my favorite formulas to use is the formula that expresses GDP growth as a function of the of the growth of the inputs of capital of labor and of productivity and most of the weight has to go on labor okay just in how we construct uh, what economists will call a production function and there's a form of a production function that we use where we can assign sort of a weight we can do a weighted average of the growth of these other numbers to get you to to a number that gives you that gives you the growth of, of GDP within a period of time. But when you think about the the labor that goes in there, it's not humans because some humans work twenty hours and some humans work fifty. Right? It actually has to be a measure of the number of hours worked that goes as a piece of my inputs. That number didn't really change in January. It only changed very marginally. Much, 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 much less than that change in the number of people. That is to say, each worker out there worked slightly, even though we added more workers, each out, each worker out there, both the new ones and all the other ones that came before them, worked slightly fewer hours. So that on net, it was a wash. So when I looked at the GDP now numbers uh, from the Atlanta Fed, and they come in saying GDP in the first quarter of 24 is going to come in around 3.4%, I'm not there at all. Um, I'm just not. Uh, and, and if you look at the forecast, the last forecast done by the blue chip, panel of economic forecasters it's closer to it's at 1.4 percent i think 1.4 is too low i think 3.4 is way too high i would be surprised if we came in less than two percent but i think i think a two percent economy is a pretty decent call none of that got changed by what happened in the data last week i think we're still in the same place we were before I think that the number that you got was, you know, meaning that what happened in the markets, what happened in terms of the predictions about interest rates over the next 10 months has a lot more to do with the digestion of what Jay Powell said at the press conference, which I'm not going to talk about in detail today. He did the best he could to tell people, no, 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 there's no rate cut coming in in March. You should really be careful about how you say that, which is why he was on 60 Minutes on Sunday. Now, they had taped that before. They taped that somewhere, I think, right after the press conference. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that late afternoon on Wednesday 
for Sunday delivery. Or maybe they did it Thursday morning. I, I don't know. Jay Powell's in his 70s. I could imagine after doing a press conference, he might be like, oh, let me, let me go take a break. I'll come back in the morning and we can do, we can do the 60 minutes thing. Uh, but maybe he did it that afternoon. They did it from the boardroom. And I will say this much about the, about that, about the, the piece. Some of you are old enough to remember and perhaps even watched when 60 Minutes did an interv- did a similar ple- a, a, a glossy piece on Ben Bernanke. And I was telling Spencer pre-show, Ben Bernanke is someone who I knew before he became the chair of the Fed. Um, he was at conferences I was at. He actually presented, he actually presented a, a couple of times at a seminar that I used to attend regularly out in Claremont uh, when I was when I was a visiting faculty member there back in the early nineties, um, when he was a professor at Princeton. Uh, he was he's a monetary he's a monetary theory and monetary history guy. I'm a monetary theory monetary history guy. Um, so I have a tendency to read a lot of his stuff. I like him. That said, the piece they ran on Ben Bernanke was all about showing what a wonderful guy he was from this very, from this very humble background. He is, he was the son of a shopkeeper in the Carolinas. Um, they went to his hometown. He walked the main street, uh, and all that. None of that applies to Jay Powell. Jay Powell comes from a pretty well-to-do family in, in, in uh, you know, in the D.C., uh, Maryland, Virginia um, area, in the DMV, as some people call it. Um, he's from the DMV. He's from a fairly well-to-do family. He was an investment banker. None of that, none of that soft focus treatment applied to Jay. He just got pictures of him walking down hallways and then sitting in the boardroom answering questions. That was it. <laughs> a couple of uh, a couple of cutaways to uh, uh, one to uh, uh, Elizabeth uh, Elizabeth Warren criticizing him during a hearing, which is sort of a, they, you had to do that. It was an interesting piece, but here's the thing: in that piece. The interviewer, not whose name I'm forgetting right now, uh, not Powell. The interviewer says, "You have indicated that you're cut, that you don't expect to be making cuts until sometime in the second half of the year." That was that was like amaze balls. Like, really? They they put that in your mouth and you said it? Wow. That was the most interesting part of the interview to me was that the, they were doing, still doing the signaling, even, on, even then, on something that was going to run on a non-financial channel, watched by millions, okay? My parents, when they were alive, 60 Minutes was destination television. They, they put that on there. And I just thought that was quite interesting. We'll play some clips from that in a bit, but I want to come back to talk a little bit more about the economy, where it is right now, as as 
I'm now at the point where I'm doing my talks where I say this is the forecast for 24. I'll tell you what I think right after this. This is the King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. You want to feel important? You want to be part of something bigger? Something that matters and that you can help change things? You want to feel like you belong? We felt that way too. I'm Sergeant First Class Chris Urich from Glencoe, Minnesota, and that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Minnesota Army National Guard soldiers. We are people just like you, and together we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit nationalguard.com forward slash MN to find out more. Sponsored by Minnesota Army National Guard, aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Be honest about who is taking advantage of us and keeping us divided. To be black in America today is to be labeled and used. But it's not because America is a systemically racist country. It is not. It is not. It's not. It's because the loudest voices who say they have all the answers are actually the problem. There are progressive forces and organizations dividing us as a people and as a country. They stoke hatred and division to hide the real problems and keep us angry. We've seen this pattern repeat itself over and over again. We have to take a new course. And now's the time to return to our cultural roots of faith, family, and education. Take Charge Minnesota believes that America works for everyone, regardless of race or social standing. Please help counter the cultural narrative by watching the film I Am a Victor this month. Go to AM1280 The Patriot and click on the I Am a Victor banner on the homepage. And you can get more information by going to TakeChargeMN.com. You're not going to like my answer, Daryl. Oh, boy. Number one, either your house sells or you cut bait. I wouldn't close on the deal unless the other one's gone. Got it. What I am just describing is very emotional because what I just did is I stuck a pin in your dream and blew it up. And that is heartbreaking. I never tell people to own two houses at once. One foot on the boat, one on the dock, the dock's leaving. Your butt's going to get wet. Break free from debt with The Ramsey Show. Weekday afternoons, 1 to 4, live on The Biz 1440. It's getting near dawn When lights close the tired eyes I'll soon be with you Dawn asked, was I looking for thunder and lightning? Yes, yes I was. <laughs> I was. I am very I am very skittish about the slightest amount of thunder I hear on a course. I get off it pretty darn quickly because I actually know someone who's been hit. Uh, and um, and 
at, uh, hit by lightning on a golf course. Uh, no bueno. So we, um, so I'm listening hard, but we didn't. And, and the only problem is it's right on the flight path to Sky Harbor. It's very possible that it could have been thunder in the distance and we wouldn't have heard it over the jets. So, <laughs> so who knows? Uh, but at the moment when you're playing, when you're playing well and having a good time, you're not listening very hard. You're just not. Um, the, um, the, uh, anyway, fun. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Let's get back. It's like I said, the, the, the numbers out there are not really showing us any slowdown of this economy. And as I mentioned uh, bef- bef- just before the break, I'm now at the point in my in my schedule where I typically am um, uh, uh, giving a forecast. Um, and I want to just go back and start where we were a year ago. I, uh, you know, 651-289-4477. You want to call and excoriate me for badly missing a forecast? Yep, I, I own it. It's always been... It's always been the philosophy of my work in forecasting. If you have me back a second year after I gave you a forecast, I always start you with, here's the last slide I showed you, which was the forecast for the upcoming year. How did I do? If I got it right, we're like, yep, got it right. Sometimes I get it right for the wrong reasons, and I try to own that too, but I, admittedly you're kind of just like, well, I, I was right, you know. But when you're wrong, you're getting up like I always tell my students, if you're wrong, you better have a story. Okay? And you better tell people why your forecast was wrong. So what did we get wrong and what did we get right last year? So I went back and looked at at the uh at the uh blue chip economic forecast that came out in Jan- in December of 2022 for Jan- for for the year of 23. The consensus in that year, the consensus at the beginning of 23, basically, was for GDP to grow by three-tenths percent. GDP growth, the range on it was the top 10% had an average, the the top 10 in that survey, it's about 70 people. Um, The top 10 had a 1.3 growth rate. The bottom 10 had a had a had a recession with GDP shrinking a half percent on the year. After the data came out, this was another thing that we missed on a week and a half ago. After the data came out, we ended up with GDP at two and a half percent in 2023. Big miss. Big miss. CPI. Okay, by the way, you say, well, how does that compare to what you normally do? If I take the the average error, okay, or if I use the full words for it, average absolute error. So I'm just going to take whatever whatever the size of my error was, I'm going to just drop, if it's a negative sign, I'm just going to drop the negative. I'm going to just sum all those up and average it out. If I take all those errors made in the previous 30 years, it averages to a 1% error. We missed this one by two and a half. Okay, so that's a pretty big error. Um, on CPI inflation, the consensus was for 4% with a range bottom 10 at 3.4, top at 4.6. So it was pretty nice 
bell curve around four. Okay. Um, and you know what we got? 3.4. We ended up, we ended up right at the, right at the, uh, number, the, right at the number that we kind of, exp that we thought we would get 3.4%. So we missed it. It came down more than we thought, but the average error is 0.7. We've had a 0.6. It's kind of like, yeah, we missed it. We didn't miss it by too, too much. It's, it's okay. That one's not, that one doesn't bother me too much. But the unemployment rate, the unemployment rate came in. And this is the one that, this is the one that kind of is surprising me is we also missed the unemployment rate. We expect the unemployment rate at the end of 2023 to be 4.4%. The top 10, the most optimistic ones, expected to come in at 3.9. The bottom thought it would come in at 4.9, and it came in at 3.7, as reported back about a month ago. So we missed that one by 7 tenths percent. Average, the average miss is 0.5, so it's a bigger than average miss. Not as big as the GDP miss, but kind of a bigger, bigger miss. And then the last one? Uh, the 10-year T-bond. When I started to calculate how far off we were back in 2023, in 2020, um, in, say, September 23, that number was running close to 5%. It was like, boy, we missed that by a lot. At the end, at on December 29th, the last trading day of 2023, the 10-year T was down at 3.9%. So the miss was only was only by one-tenth percent. We typically miss that number by six-tenths of percent. Okay. Now, if those errors strike you as, boy, you guys aren't very good at it, it's like, yeah, you're right. But we had larger-than-average misses on the labor market and on GDP. The miss on GDP, to me, at least in some sense, on, and is is significantly bigger than the miss on the unemployment rate. And there's a lot of discussion about how that could possibly be. Here's one possibility. We actually have more workers out there than we thought. Some of them may be, in, may be undocumented. They may be some of the immigrants coming over the border are actually taking jobs in the economy right now and are not being counted because the way we calculate the payroll employment data would come off of... Uh, would come off payroll numbers that if you have someone working for you illegally is not on your documents, uh, is not, it's not in your payroll record. If you, you know, and if you do the household survey, which is where the unemployment rate comes from, that's a, that's a, that's a random digit dial on phones, but people who come, come from who are undocumented probably don't have phones or have phones that are not in the sampling uh, software that you use to dial to dial your phones that's there's software that does that um there there's uh so that is a that that's a theory that i just heard uh this past week and i'm like yeah that has possibly it's possibly so i have to think more about that and i'm still thinking about it but it's it's possible maybe it'll be that productive there's been an, a surge in productivity that is greater than we have we have really picked up so far that's possible Maybe there's more to, maybe there's more to AI than we thought before. I don't know where the productivity comes from, but there may be an increase in productivity. That's possible. 
It's really hard to figure out why we missed GDP by so much, but we did. We missed it by a lot. And I think that leads us to think to ourselves that there's been also a change in how um, in how we've uh, we figured, you know, what we see going on. Ed Gardini, who is a longtime forecaster, runs his own firm now, but uh, worked for major banks as a as a as an economic forecaster for for an entire career, uh, was on uh, was on uh, uh, I think this is on Bloomberg and. Uh, had this to say, this is, oh, I've lost, I should have built my cut sheet out. This should be cut number 12. I mean, we, we always have risk in our forecasts, and we have to acknowledge that uh, there are risks. Nope, stop there. I, nope, I think that, I, I think that's, um, no, I think that's right. Play that again. Cut 12, please. Yeah, I mean, we, we always have risk in our forecasts, and we have to acknowledge that uh, there are risks. There are geopolitical risks. There's always the risk that uh, the price of oil spikes up again. But uh, my base case is uh, what I call a roaring 2020s. It does rhyme with the roaring 1920s. And in this case, I think the technology innovations that are out there to uh, boost productivity are already working. Uh, there's a significant shortage of labor in our country, skilled labor. And technology is going to solve that problem. I it, and I so I think that's I think that's the uh, that's the that's the base case that's being made right now, is that we have an economy that somehow managed to grow, managed to keep workers in place, and that that expansion of supply, either through productivity or through labor managed to do it in a way that also brought prices down. Okay, very simple supply and demand analysis. Okay, imagine that the demand curve stays in one place, an increase in the an increase in the supply of labor or an increase in productivity should bring you non-inflationary growth. Okay. Now, did the demand curve actually stay in place? I don't know. There's a ton of spending that is still going on, but there is, you know, but it, nonetheless, it would appear, would appear that, I mean, the data, the data say, tell you the story. We got GDP entirely wrong in 2023. And that'll allow me to tell you a little bit. Okay. I'm not sure why you would listen to me after making a mistake that large, but if you continue to listen to me here on the King Banyan Show, I'll tell you what I think 2024 looks like uh, coming up right after this. You listen to the King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. 
Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own. Whether it's for your personal system or business, Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot, Arby's Computer Service. China is attacking the U.S. patent system, stealing American innovations, and we are helping them do it. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. Innovation Race, the shocking new movie from the Tea Party Patriots, exposes the truth. China will use our own technology to threaten our economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. This is a race that we cannot afford to lose because we're not going to have a country. If China gains control over 5G technology with a flip of a switch, they could remotely turn off our phones, our cars, even our power grid. We've lost sight of what it is to protect this nation. We need to up our game. In today's high-tech world, there's no prize for second place. Watch Innovation Race. Available now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Ramsey Show. I found a job that's very rewarding, but they're going to work me like a dog. It's a 70-hour work week. 70 hours a week. Man's not, woman's not created to work like that. Indefinite? Yeah, that's an indefinite situation. You married? I am not married. You won't be. Yeah. You could do it for a short term. Don't sell out for something that just looks good. It's got to be good in all aspects. Make your first million. Listen to The Ramsey Show. Live this afternoon from 1 to 4. The Ramsey Show. And your husband's going to step up and get a backbone and deal with this because you're going to end up really further pissed at him if you don't. Yeah, you're going to end up losing your marriage over this. The Ramsey Show, live every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4. There's a ton to explore at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Like the biggest savings around at our half-off deals tab. Click on programs to see your daily lineup, win prizes at the VIP fan club, catch up on your favorite podcasts, and more. Welcome back. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. As I mentioned uh, at, at, in the last couple of segments, this is that time of the year where I, start get, I get the calls to start making presentations to talk, talk through what's your 2024 forecast. Um, I always go a little bit later than the others because I don't... The way a, a university <laughs> works... December is a bad month because everyone's doing their fall grades. We have commencement. And I just don't have a whole lot of time in December to be crashing on writing a full-blown forecast. We did a little bit of that. We did a local one, but I don't typically do the national one until after I do the local. My local one came out in early January. Uh, you can find the quarterly business report at just uh, at, at, at uh, scsu.mn slash qbr. 
if you want to see what I think about central Minnesota, if you happen to be interested in that, that's fine. Um, but, um, but I, uh, I also do a lot of talks where people like what's going to go on the market here, what's going to go on with the U S economy there and so forth. And so I build that out. I test drive. I usually find one or two small talks in January where I can test drive a couple of ideas and see if they work for me. Um, and so here's, here's what I'm telling people right now in terms of what I think the economy is, which is I have a slow growth model. So if, I, if, if you would ask me the forecast for GDP for 2024, right now, right now, according to the Wall Street Journal, GDP growth comes in at about 1%, and I'm just about right there. Right? I think you end up with a very sluggish economy that could have a negative number for GDP growth somewhere in the next two quarters. I'm not as sure about the recession forecast as I was at the beginning of 23. Part of that is once bitten, twice shy. But I agree with Gardini that, um, that there seems to be some advancements happening on the technology side that are holding down price increases. That said, that said, I am not at a point where I think the consensus forecast from the Wall Street Journal uh, uh, Board of Economists, which is a different group than Blue Chip, and it's about, it's, 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 a, but it's a similar size number, 70 to 75 that they survey, um, they're coming in with CPI at two point inflation over the year at 2.3%. I say no. I say that number is probably going to be, is probably going to be higher than that. Uh, my expectation is that, is that at the end of the year, um, you're likely to end up closer to two five or two six. For that reason, I think the Fed will go even slower than the market, even with the adjustment that happened in the last 10 days in terms of pulling back on the number of rate cuts that are going to come. The, you'll hear in the next hour, uh, Jay Powell, be very clear that he thinks rate cuts are, that rate cuts are likely if the economy moves on its current path. That makes the most sense to me. Um, okay, that, that, that is still the baseline case here. Um, the baseline case, but I, st- there'll be rate cuts this year, but I don't think they will be that large. My expectation is you get GDP, you get CPI growth, CPI still, a nervously in the high twos through most of the year, maybe gets a two and a half by next December. But it's it you're going to be shocked how slowly it comes down from here. And I think that's the part that has yet to be accepted by the market. And that means that I think also interest rates don't really move far from here. I don't think, particularly on the long term, I don't think they move. The yield curve might uninvert eventually, so short-term rates will come down. Uh, but I don't uh, back down off of the uh, near five percent rates that we're seeing on very short-term 
very short-term uh, instruments right now. I expect that number to come down, but I don't think I don't think long rates come down, and that means unemployment probably also gets stuck at uh, gets stuck probably probably right at four percent. I don't see I don't see an unemployment rate going to four and a half or five percent at this point either. Um, so it kind of looks like a slow a kind of a slow mo economy. I think I got enough time for this. Hey, John, good morning at 651-289-4477. Thank you for calling today. How are you? Oh, very good. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about Ben Bernanke. Um, couldn't it be argued that he was just the right person at the right time back in 2008 and nine, which I think maybe could be said as one of the worst economic um, d- dangers that we had since the great depression that he had been a student over time of crises in the economy in the United States and he knew that what was really important was the liquidity of the banking system um, yes isn't, couldn't you say that he was actually just the right person in the right place for the the difficulty we went through at that time I think so. I think so, John. I think that's a good comment. I think he was the right guy. I think uh, Hank Paulson at Treasury was also the right guy. I think there was a lot of there was a lot of good done there. However, having said that, one thing that I think I think Bernanke didn't think about was the was sort of like the the um, moral hazard that was created by by what they did by bailing out the way they did. They made they laid the seeds for more bailouts later on. And I also think, and I don't have time to talk about it because we got we got a hard out in about 45 seconds, but I have got, I have got to think as well that he laid the seeds for that very low interest rate and environment that we experienced through the 2010s that I think actually inhibited the growth of our economy because it, it meant that we invested in a lot of stuff that actually didn't have a lot of good return to it. Uh, and I'm hopeful that that means that we're going to get to better returns coming up here in a little bit. John, thank you for the phone call. When we come back, that 60 Minutes interview, what the heck? Okay, what was he saying at that? And and also, what's going on with regional banks? We'll talk about that next hour. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kid's tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at checkethos.com. That's checkethos.com. There are progressive forces and organizations dividing us as a people and as a country. They stoke hatred and division to hide the real problems and keep us angry. We've seen this pattern repeat itself over and over again. We have to take a new course. And now's the time to return 
to our cultural roots of faith, family, and education. Over half of black students in Minneapolis public schools are failing, but black students in the same neighborhoods who attend private faith-based schools perform above national averages. Every parent should have the choice and the right to send their child to a safe and excellent school. And today, nearly 80% of black children in the Twin Cities live day-to-day without their father. That's four out of every five. Take Charge Minnesota believes that America works for everyone, regardless of race or social standing. Get more information by going to TakeChargeMN.com. There are no words to describe it. The isolation the boredom, the loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again, playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate, teammates and coaches that care, the sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. When the markets are down, turn up. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.